Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Your host is champion driver Wayne Johnson, who will be telling the stories and talking to the people that make the sport of sprint car racing great. Hey guys, Wayne Johnson, Wednesdays with Wayne, episode 35. Uh, got a few races this weekend to talk about, you know, we had a three-race weekend. That's more of a normal, like, outlaw schedule, Schedule, you know, three different racetracks, three different states, overnight drives, uh, that's more normal, probably, than uh, just weekend races, but uh, let's get a little taste of that, those boys were ass dragging there after the weekend i can tell you that i could really tell that uh you know it was wearing on them a little bit because they haven't done that that much this year but uh anyway got sarah here today uh mom home actually home i flew home this week so getting ready for the big uh national open at williams grove looking forward to that so what you got going on there would you like your stats from last week we're going straight into it well what do i got going on efficient you're yeah, efficient i'm Get being this. efficient yeah let's go Okay, this weekend, like I said, three races. First night, Thursday, you were at Plymouth Speedway. There were 33 cars total. You qualified in the second group, and you qualified 30th overall. Woohoo! Out of 33. <laughs> that may be your worst qualifying effort. Well, keep talking. Anyhow, not that I'm pointing that out. So, in the heat, you started eighth in the second heat, and you finished fifth, which put you in the A, and I have an asterisk of lucky. And then you started 18th in the A, and you finished 18th in the A. Well, Thursday, you know, Plymouth uh, was a rainout uh, makeup race, and uh, the first time I'd went there, uh, you know, earlier this year, that was the first time I'd ever been to the place, and <clears throat> had some decent notes, but, uh, you know, we got Rob with us now, and uh, we just didn't unload very well, to be honest. I didn't feel the right rear at all qualifying. About spun out, actually, on my second lap. And then it was just uh, really not very happy with the car after qualifying. Came in, kind of told the boys what I thought. And uh, they made some changes. But in the heat race, still, still wasn't that good. Starting eighth and uh, got by a couple cars, you know, got to sixth. And then... Um, they had a caution there or somebody, I'm not sure what happened, but I was running six with a caution come out. And then uh, the fifth place car run out of fuel or broke, or I'm not sure what happened, but he stalled and uh, gave us, put us in a transfer spot, which uh, that was lucky. That's, I think that's where my lucky note came but from. But the lucky part is, is there was four or five laps to go on the restart, and I was having a flat right rear tire. And uh, you were, you never told me that. I was just trying to maintain, I was really in trouble there if it went much longer because I was. I think they said when I pulled in, it had four pounds of air in the right rear tire. So you really did get lucky because that could have been, way yeah, worse. yeah, rather be lucky than good any day. That's what you said. But with the flat tire, uh, with the tire going down before it got super low, it gave me right rear grip, and that was some stuff that I was struggling with. And and uh, you know, I talked to Rob about it, we bounced off a couple ideals off each other. and Went out in the A feature and, and uh, like I say, started 18th, but moved ahead early and uh, made a couple of mistakes. I'm just trying to pass these guys like if I was running a 360 race, and these guys are way harder to pass. And no offense to the 360 guys or any of those. It's it, just it, different kind of racing. It's just different racing. And right. they're, you're, you know, you really got to make moves on a guy to pass him. And 
got in the wrong lane and ended up uh, backing back up, but uh, racing with with quite a few good cars there. Pittman at one time, uh, and then the uh, 83 car for a bit there, and sides, and the 55. I mean, it was kind of an all-out battle there on that little bull ring, but uh, like I say, like I always say, the qualifying part stinks. You got to get better at that. Right. And, uh, but overall... We'll talk about some stuff here in just a little bit that... Uh, maybe we stumbled on and, and figured a couple things out that hopefully will uh, reiterate for Williams Grove and make that qualifying effort better. Right. I think overall with Plymouth, what started out and could have ended really poorly, it turned it around. It was a good, that was a good showing, all things considered. Well, I mean, our team's learning together. We're building together, uh, you know, and I think that uh, that's what this takes. You know, it's it's more about engines and cars and drivers and all that, but it's chemistry with the team and everybody's got to do their job. Perfect. You right. know, perfect. Right. And, uh, if they don't do it, then it, you know, there's always stuff that we struggle with that, uh, you know, this guy overlooked or I did wrong or, you know, it's not, it's not me. It's not them. It's us. Right. So, so Friday you went on to Wayne County Speedway and that's in Ohio. You, we're in the second group. There were 49 cars total, so they had, what, two flights? Split, of, split qualifying, split, yeah. Split qualifying. So you were the 12th car out in the second group, and you qualified 15th in that group. You started fourth in the B. No, sorry. I missed a line. You started eighth in the third heat race and finished sixth, and I think they were taking five again. So then you started fourth in the B, finished fifth, but you were feeling good, so you texted me and said, taking the provisional, started 26th, Finished 20th. Well, the qualifying deal. Split qualifying. Wayne County was not normal Wayne County. I've only been there a couple times, but every time I've ever been there, it was blowing dust and hot laps. And they had her juiced up pretty good. And, uh, you know, we qualified 15th out of 49. Uh, so, really, that's about halfway, I'm going to assume. You know, I'm going to do it. No. Well, half of 49. Half of 49. So, we, you know, we beat 10 cars qualifying and just didn't feel like I had the smoke under the hood that I needed. Uh, just didn't, you know, I felt like I laid down a decent lap, and it just didn't feel like it ran hard. It didn't make a lot of RPM, but 15th, it is what it is, you know. Uh, like I said, we, we're just got to get over that hump of qualifying better, and, and we're working on it, but uh, like I said this, I think a million times, Rome wasn't built in a day, so we'll just keep plugging away. But then in the heat race, starting eighth, uh, got a really good start, got by a couple cars. Actually, one of the cars was Logan Schuhart. Uh, you know, he's second in points for the World of Outlaws, so no slouch there, and uh, Ran six, just one spot out of making the A main, which uh, put me starting in the B. And, you know, started fourth in the B, and uh, on the start, I was going to rip the top and got hemmed up a little bit and fell back to fifth or sixth right off the bat and kind of just settled into fifth and chased the nine car pretty much the whole race. McFadden was fourth, and I was fifth, and I felt like we had a decent car. Uh, maybe we could move in the up in the feature and... And, uh, you know, I just thought, you know, it's probably the best time to take a provisional because, like I've always said, I'm not going to take a provisional if I don't feel like the car can move ahead. And I felt like we could move ahead. Plus, I felt like the way the racetrack was, if I kept my nose clean and stayed out of trouble, uh, you know, maybe uh, get some free passes there as far as, you know, some guys falling out or whatever. But anyway, started 26, ended up 20th, and uh, moved on to Saturday. Saturday, you were at Lernerville Speedway. And last time you were there, I think you had a pretty decent showing or you felt good 47 cars total um you were in the first flight of 
qualifying, you were 11th, you qualified 13th. I know that's a little bit confusing. Um, Heat race, you started 7th in the first, and you ran 8th, and then you ran the B, started 9th, finished 11th, and loaded her up. Well, like I said, we some stuff that I stumbled on to, and we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, qualifying effort, you know, I I really felt like I laid down probably the best lap that I've laid out all year long, and uh, pulled in, and I was thirteenth quick, and I was really upset with it because I thought, man, what else could I do? I just, I just, I was, I was in awe because I mean, really laid down a good lap, and. Just didn't feel like the motor was RPM, and it wasn't RPM the night before either, and we just kept sticking gear in it, and so I think we were just putting a Band-Aid on it, and uh, it really showed at Lernerville, because uh, Lernerville, you know, was the same way. They juiced her up again, and it takes motor when the racetrack's juiced up like that, and I just, uh, I was upset. I'm not going to lie. I was, felt like I laid down the best lap I could, and then in the heat race, I started seventh on the inside row and down in the grease and didn't get a good start and like i said just didn't feel like the motor was rpm and then just really a stinky night uh, you know and then the b main come along and we were going to start ninth and i told rob i said you know i want to try a couple of things that i think are, is wrong and uh you know being a good sport he let me how'd that work out for you well it didn't work out so good it wasn't what i thought was going to happen but it was good to try and i'm not saying that it was wrong because now we found some other issues that we uh, need to address that, you know, maybe what I did would have worked if everything else was working around it. But, okay. um, you know, after our stunt, after, after we stunk up the place there on Saturday, the boys headed to uh, Kistler and, and took the engine straight out of the car, put it straight on the engine dyno, and she was about 50 horsepower off. So that could be a little bit of our issue there and it was we you know they changed a mag on the dyno made a couple things and couldn't figure it out so uh left the motor there this week tearing that one apart and uh we're putting a fresh bullet in for uh the national open and so hopefully uh that's one more thing eliminated but that kind of confirms what you were suspecting this weekend motor wise that you felt like it was off a little so could be that it, that is what was happening. So well, I hope so because uh, like. But I say, other than that, things are coming. A together, couple of so. laps, I really felt good and and uh, qualifying and just not enough just, juice. The number the numbers didn't show. You know, we we're still three, four, half second off or whatever it was, and just uh, like I say, we just got to put it all together, and we're not quite there. Well, with hey, with that, let's uh, with all those notes there, let's take a break. Shane's Custom Graphics, making you look faster since 1990. From NASCAR to go-karts, and with 20 years in the sign industry, Shane's Custom Graphics is your one-stop shop for logos and graphic design, as well as wraps and graphic installation. Contact Shane at Shane's Custom Graphics at 704-870-1096 or email at shanescustomgraphics at gmail.com. Okay, guys, we're back. So now what you got going on, uh, what do you have here for me? Well, I brought to you a little idea this week while you were gone. I was listening to podcasts like I always do, and I got a message from this kid. His name's Ian Farthing, and he listened to our podcast. He's like, hey, I've got a podcast. And so I went to listen to it, and I was just like, this kid is awesome. He has a podcast called the Bench Racing Podcast, and he interviews sprint car drivers, and um, he just does a great job. And so I reached out to him. I was like, Hey bud, you want to come on and tell us about your podcast so we can share it with our listeners. 
I think you all would enjoy it. So that's what we've got. We did a little interview with Ian this afternoon, and let's go to that. We've got our buddy Ian Farthing, host of the Bench Racing Podcast here. I found his podcast on the Apple Podcast app and listened to some episodes and thought he was really cool, and I just wanted to know more about him. And I, I told Wayne about him, and I was like, you've got to listen to this kid. Like, he's awesome. So, Ian, nice to meet you. Great to meet you, Sarah. <laughs> well, Ian, uh, like, I, like I said before when we chatted just a minute ago that, uh, you know, I haven't really got to listen, to listen to any of your podcasts yet. Just heard about two minutes or so of one here just a little bit ago. And Sarah's kind of been keeping me up uh, with what you had going on and that you're, uh, you know, the guests that you've had. And, and I, I've got to go back and listen, like I said. And, and uh, I apologize for that. I've just been super busy. But why don't you tell us how you got into you know, being one-year-old podcast and, and doing this. Yeah, it's a, it's a great story. It's a bit of a long one. So uh, about three or four years ago, I uh, got hugely into NASCAR. I was I went to a couple of races and just was absolutely all over NASCAR. And then, and then a, a mutual friend drove a modified at my local track, Lakeside Speedway. So then I went out and saw him. And then after that, I got pretty hooked on dirt racing. And my dad growing up was a big fan of sprint cars and specifically Sammy Swindell. So he took me to an outlaw race at that local track, and that just really got me hooked on sprint cars. And ever since, I uh, I went to the Knoxville Nationals last year, and then I pit crewed for a friend of mine on the 360 Nationals this year. But last winter during the off season, when I was so bored waiting for something to happen, I started listening to a to Ralph Shaheen's podcast, the Ralph Shaheen Show, and that that really inspired me to start a podcast and. The, that mutual friend that I have, he was actually my first guest, Nick Vinegar, and he was just so generous to, like, not, with no, I didn't have a repertoire or anything. He just decided he would do it, having no idea how I would sound or anything. And eventually I did get to have Ralph Shaheen on, which was a big dream of mine, and it's just just gotten bigger from there. Ian, how old are you? I am 13 years old. And you're in eighth grade. Yep, that is correct. Is that right? You are so well-spoken, and I just... I've listened to all the podcasts, and so I keep telling Wayne, like, I'm like, you just can't imagine how awesome he is. And I'm just super, like, I don't know. You well, amaze me. Well, me and Sarah both have 13-year-old daughters, and you're so well-spoken. I want you to stay away from my daughter, okay? <laughs> <laughs> He's probably a good influence. He seems like he's I'm a good I'm just kid. giving you crap. Um, so where are you from? <laughs> I'm from uh, Lawrence, Kansas, northeastern Kansas. Uh, we're actually, I live in the town that the University of Kansas is in. Okay, awesome. Are you going to come out to the show what in a couple of weeks? We're at Lakeside, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I am planning on coming out there. I'm disappointed that I won't be able to go in the pits after the race like I did last year, but well, we'll have to see you when we come up. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, again, I've got a couple of questions since uh, you're so new to sprint car racing. Uh, you know, within the last couple of years, from what I'm gathering here, who is your favorite sprint car driver? I know your dad. Uh, you know, he likes Sammy Swindell. So uh, have you already kind of come to custom somebody? Yeah, he he pretty much passed Sammy Swindell down to me. I, I am just a huge fan of Sammy and the whole Swindell Speed Lab company. They just do such a great job uh, marketing and just keeping the sport of sprint car racing, like, up to date and kind of popular. I love that, Ian, because that's something I told Wayne about you. I said he is the next generation of sprint car fans, and, the, the people we need to keep the sport alive, and you are just, like, all in and know so much already, and I think that's awesome because, I mean, I think you will uh, connect with kids your age and help bring it up because it's nice to have some. I mean, we're like the old people of podcasting and sprint cars, but look at you. 
you've got that younger group all under control. So that's awesome. And a couple of NASCAR races, I've definitely talked to a couple of other kids my age about sprint cars and gotten them into sprint cars. Well, that's awesome. You know, uh, I was a Steve Kinzer fan growing up when I was a kid. And, and as I got to become a sprint car racer, we were uh, racing out in Phoenix, Arizona. And, you know, I was, I was competing against Steve and Sammy and those guys. And, you know, Sammy gets a really bad rap. Uh, just, you know, he's more quiet. People think he's maybe, uh, you know, I don't mean or however you want to say it, but Sammy's a really super nice guy. And, and, and when we were out in Arizona, I was about 17 years old. And, you know, he helped me a bunch. And, uh, you know, those are the things that, you know, you remember growing up is, you know, like I said, Steve Kinzer was my hero. And I wasn't really a, a Sammy Swindell fan just because I didn't know him. And then, you know, when I finally got to meet him and, and then, like I said, he, he just helped me a ton with, you know, answering questions and that kind of thing. And, you know, uh, it's pretty cool that a young racer coming up, you know, because a lot of guys or a lot of racers, you know, growing up, uh, you know, they didn't like Sammy. So with him kind of on his way out, I think it's pretty cool that a young guy like you are, are you know, attaching to him and, and, and keep it up with this one Dale thing because it's pretty cool with what, you know, they're doing with the Speed Lab. Like you said, they're that's that's pretty – like, I'm not very good at marketing. I'm not a marketing guy. I always thought what you did behind the wheel is what would be your, you know, your marketing part. But uh, with social media these days, it's definitely not. And Sarah's helped me a bunch with that. But it's pretty cool that uh, you're a Wendell fan. Yeah, I, I met Sammy for the first time at Knoxville last year on, I think, Friday night. And everybody else was, like, really nervous and would just kind of say hi and then move on. He and I talked for, like, ten minutes about old races. We talked a little bit about when they laid dirt down on the drag strip at Heartland Park. And I got some great stories out of them. Yeah, well, you wasn't you, – I don't even think you might have been around then, but uh, I was at that race, actually, and – <laughs> that was kind of a crazy deal, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, them putting dirt there. And, you know, they put dirt at, at uh, oh, God dang, I can't even think. I just drew a blank. Bristol? At Bristol when they put dirt Bristol? on Bristol. And, yeah, those were pretty two pretty cool deals. You know, those are gems that I don't know that we'll ever get to see again. But I hear a little rambling. I don't know if you've heard about it yet, but uh, they're talking about putting dirt back on Bristol next year and running a cup race. I I don't know how that'll go. I don't know. I wonder what kind of things we'll have to change on the cup cars to get them to run decent on dirt. Well, I don't. I, you know, the, that's probably one of the better races they have, and in, in the cup level is at Bristol. So I don't know why they'd want to mess that up, but it'd be entertaining yeah. for sure. Okay. Yeah. And another thing I was going to ask you, as far as your podcast goes, did you just have it in your mind that you wanted to put one together? How did you figure out how to do all that? Like, did you Google it or did you have someone at school teach? Like, I'm just curious, like, I don't know though, you're, you're younger, so you probably have grown up with technology. <laughs> I'm just amazed that you, you've got it running all good and you know what you're doing. And Yeah, I pretty much just Googled it, looked up an app on the app store, downloaded it and then downloaded it and then just kind of got started from there. Yeah, your sound's super great. You do a great job interviewing. Um, I just, I'm still amazed. And I just wanted to bring you on and let our listeners hear about you. Um, you want to let them know what your show's about and kind of give it a plug and let them know where to find you? Yeah, my show is called The Bench Racing Podcast. I do interviews with sprint car drivers. You can find it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all the major podcast sources. And it has definitely been a learning curve. I definitely have I feel you, worked on <laughs> I've worked a lot and improved a lot since the beginning. Well, we have too, buddy. I'll tell you, I don't know a darn thing about this other than she does all the editing. She gets 
pretty much all the guests. Uh, she has to put all this together, so she just gets me on here and get and, him rambling and gets me to ramble because I'll sometimes I'll just ramble on about everything. But it's definitely I don't even know how to say it, but I can't even hardly turn on a computer. So this is all this is definitely all due <laughs> to me. To you. And for you to be 13 and doing all this is pretty cool because I know how much she's struggled at times just trying to figure all this out. So that's pretty cool. So we're going to have to talk shop sometime. I'm super proud of you, and I think you're doing great. And I definitely want our listeners to go tune in to your podcast and listen to some of those interviews. We have a few guests that are similar, so it's fun to listen to, like, Dominic Selzy, because we – obviously, I think you've heard our podcast, so we're not as uh, – I don't know. I don't know what the word is. Not kid-friendly, but you know what I mean. We're a little more yeah. you're a little more subdued than us. So it's fun to hear the opposite sides. And you ask such good questions and, you know, have a different perspective. So I think it's fun. And I want our listeners to go check you out. Well, thank you. Well, yeah, and I got another question for you. You know, with you saying you've, you've been to Lakeside and Knoxville and, and uh, I'm not sure. Have you been to many more dirt tracks than that or where have you, you know, what, what's kind of been your, uh, I guess, best memory going to a dirt track or where, where was it? It was at Knoxville this past 360 Nationals. I pit crewed for a friend of mine, Nate Mills. He drives the 24N there locally, and that was just such a great experience. I learned so much about working on and driving and just the logistics of sprint car racing. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, we'll be in touch, and Sarah will get, get some more info from you. But if you guys are coming to uh, Lakeside here in a couple of weeks, uh, I don't know if you come with your dad or what you come, who you come with or whatever, but uh, if you want – I can get you a pass to get in the pits, and you can come work on the two seats. Oh, my God, I would love to. That's so nice of you. Yeah, I come with my dad whenever we go to dirt okay. races. Well, yep. let's uh, let's try to get that worked out and see if we can make that happen. I've got the contact info, Ian. We'll get that figured out for you. Oh, wait, I forgot. When you asked me about uh, my best memory in racing, I forgot to mention uh, at a local modified race uh, a couple of months ago, I did get to climb up in the flag stand and flag hot laps, and that was pretty awesome, too. That's awesome. Man, yeah. look, at, look at you. You're starting to just be a racial celebrity here, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I want to do everything. Well, it's good that you have that go-get-it attitude. I think a lot of kids uh, think about doing things like this, but I admire that you're putting in the work and only up from here, bud. Yeah, I've always said that if you don't ask, you don't, you know, you, you, you'll never get a chance, so... Uh, that's been my mentality through this whole, my whole racing career. You know, people don't get chances that I've got in the past, you know, and, and the way I do it, you just gotta ask. And believe you me, I've, I've heard no a lot more than I have yes, but, you know, you ask enough people, uh, to do those kind of things or whatever, you know, normally you're gonna get some yes at some point. So keep up the hard work, you know, just like I'm sure that you had to go find somebody and say, hey, I want to flag a race or at least go check out the flag stand. That's how it works. So just keep it up and uh, and keep plugging away. Thank you so much. Well, Ian, we're going to let you go. We will uh, be in touch, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Outlaw Racing Wings is a proud supporter of the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Outlaw Racing Wings build wings for sprint cars and micro and junior sprints, as well as for all types of wing karting. Champion drivers like Christopher Bell, Wayne Johnson, and Brad Sweet all trust Outlaw Racing Wings for the extra speed needed in today's open-wheel racing. Visit outlawwings.com or the Outlaw Racing Wings page on Facebook and Twitter. Choose the wings the champions choose. Choose Outlaw. Outlaw. All right, guys, we're back. Man, what a hoot. He's a man. I can't believe how well-spoken he is to be 13 13 years old. Oh, I was right. I I think he does better than we do. (laughs) 
I'm pretty sure he (laughs) He seems as though he's much more prepared than we are. But I was amazed that, and I think I said this a few times in the interview, I'm just amazed with him and his like gusto to get it done. And I know how intimidating it's been on our end to get this thing rolling and learn. And he's just like out there. So hopefully you guys will go check him out. Let him know we sent you. Um, That's all I got. Well, awesome. Well, let's take another break. And come back with question of the week or whatever silly stuff you got for me this time. Highside Racewear has grown to become a major brand in racing apparel. Whether you're looking for high quality custom Nomax race suits or embroidered hats, Highside Racewear has everything your team needs for safety and success. Highside Racewear offers custom race suits, gloves, shoes, dye sublimated team apparel, and top quality embroidered hats, jackets, and shirts. Before you buy from anyone else, check out the Highside Racewear Facebook page or email highsideracewear at gmail.com for more information. Okay, guys, we're back. Uh, Sarah's got some questions of the week and all of her rigmarole. Rigmarole? Is that what you're trying to say? Stuff, whatever. <laughs> Give us some more. What did you say the other day? I don't want to talk about Hooray. You don't want to say anything Just about hooray? Okay. This week, I pulled a question from our buddy Slick Rick. We get other questions, but, you know, he sent me a lot, so he gets to be on here more often. What are you saying? Rick's got the best questions? He just has a lot of questions. Come on, guys. You're going to have to pick up your game to beat out Slick Rick on the questions of the week. Okay, so uh, he wanted to ask about tire bleeders. He said, like or dislike, pros and cons of using them. Uh, There's no... Pros and cons of dislike, we have to use, we don't have to use them, I guess, but if you want to run up front, you better have them. Uh, you know, there's lots of variety as far as, you know, back in the day, we had these bleeders that were diaphragm, uh, they were just manual, a pain in the ass to clean and to set and... But that's all you have. Yeah, back in the day. That's okay. what, And there's still guys that use those things. Uh, they don't believe in the electronic bleeders, but... Uh, you know, and they worked good. You know, they were just a lot of issues, a lot of headache, a lot of time preparing them, setting them, cleaning them, and just maintenance. Uh, and then our old buddy, Jess Wendell here a few years ago, got a wild hair and made electronic bleeder. And they're fabulous. Takes a lot of work out of the bleeder situation. That's a guy I not have to stress so much because... You know, back in the day, we had a lot of issues with tire bleeders sticking, having flat tires, blah, 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 whatever you want to say. And then uh, Jeff come out with these things, and like I say, you, they're just pretty simple. They're electronic. They go in the axle, plug into the wheel, and uh, you charge the battery overnight, use them again the next day. Might blow the dirt off of them or whatever, but really no maintenance at all. Just charge batteries and use them. Set, set uh, the air pressure that you want, and... Uh, they work excellent, uh, and he's actually made them better and better and better throughout the years. And uh, we just got a brand new set. Uh, I don't even know what he calls the newest bleeder, but uh, that's a good question, Rick. Uh, but there's no uh, like con to no. There's definitely pros. no con. It's all okay. pros. Yeah, you don't want to. You know, like the race saver thing, the three hundred five guys. They don't have bleeders at okay. all. And uh, but with what we do, if you don't keep that tire pressure steady regulated uh, you're, you're just gonna you're just gonna fade have so, all kinds of problems yeah because you build a lot these tires build when they get hot they build so much air pressure uh you know i bet you uh in a 30 lap race you'd gain five pounds of air in the right rear tire 
Interesting. So okay. But with that being said, Rick, uh, that was awesome and question and. Maybe we'll get Jeff Swindell on one time or another to talk about his bleeder. So. Yeah, I think we should. Okay, now it's time for my question of the week. So this week, well, recently, especially that you've been uh, transitioning more to the, the schedule has kind of washed out. It's, this week was a usual schedule, I guess. And you've got more of a full crew. You're traveling more. And you yourself, because you're not traveling with the team, you're coming home, flying back and forth. So that made me think, do you have any lost luggage stories? Wow. Uh, not any lost luggage. I don't, I don't think I've ever lost anything and never got it back. Uh, but. And I'm talking I'll, about racing, not like your personal stuff. I don't care about that. Well, there, I actually have two or three, uh, but we'll make them brief. That way, uh, we can get along here. But, uh, a lost luggage story is kind of a funny one. Back when I drove the Fat Fro car, uh, me and Woody, which is Jeff Woodruff, Kenny Woodruff's son, he used to be my crew chief. And uh, he put a bag in the back of the truck, and we we're going from Jackson, Minnesota, over to to Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, overnight. And uh, he put his bag, and I think it just had one change of clothes because we were going to be out for just overnight or something. Anyway, uh, we run ninety ninety five miles an hour in that race rig because it was an overnight thing. It was a pretty good track across there. And long story short, we got to the hotel, and the bag was gone. And so, that was your stuff or his stuff? No, it was his stuff. Oh, oops. But, so he, uh, I think he borrowed underwear from, uh, Kurt and he, what? Hmm. And yeah. Yeah. And, I don't think I'm going to borrow any. And we from anybody. may have just took his clothes down and washed them. I think I did that for him because he was like, only had underwear <laughs> to run around in. So I, uh, I think I washed oh his clothes. So that was one, but, but, uh, for myself, never lost any luggage, but there was a time that uh, I ran the Canadian Sprint Car Nationals, flew to Buffalo, got to Buffalo. They lost my luggage. And uh, so the boys picked me up from Buffalo, took me across the border, and I thought I'll never get that stuff across the Canadian border. I'll never see my stuff again. And lo and behold, uh, I borrowed some stuff to... And what was your race uniform? Yeah, my bag. Like my your race. bag, your my, race Well, bag? everything, my clothes, right. everything. But lo and behold, that uh, I borrowed some stuff and got through the hot laps and the heat race on the first night there. And then here come, I believe it was an American Airlines car pulled right in the pit area and right to the car. And you got it back. There was my stuff. So okay. worked out pretty good. Yeah. I was just wondering, because I know this week when you were traveling to the guys, you were having to check what, drive shafts and. Well, a lot of stuff. Random. We had some stuff on order that uh, didn't show up until after the, the rig left the shop and. I uh just always makes me nervous to depend on the airlines to get anything where it needs to go. But well, I try Oh, to but we should have talked about your exciting air adventures on your flight out. The one that was delayed to Indy. Ah, yeah, well, that was And that's a brief discussion, but if you follow him on his personal Facebook page. <laughs> well, I was You were the lucky guy. We were we were ready to go. We were just sitting there, had my seatbelt on and they couldn't get the cabin to pressurize. So Next thing you know, guy walks in and said, sir, could you scoot over? And uh, so I scooted over and he ripped the carpet back and started unscrewing this. <laughs> this he's pan. like sending me texts and he's like, uh, something's wrong with the plane and it's at my seat. I'm like, well, that's great. I don't know that I was real sympathetic to your situation. So they un situation. undid a panel there and 
he said a sensor was, it was going bad or wouldn't register or something, and I watched the guy do the whole thing. He just took a Ziploc bag, stuck it over the sensor, and put a zip tie on it. Well, you could be an airline mechanic at that rate. Uh, I don't understand. That was... And just make the, a balloon for I the pressure. Know, I don't know if that was a proper fix or what, but... Here you are. Looked to tell like the a, Looked like a Jerry rig to me. <laughs> okay. Well, that's what I had for my question of the week and your fun travel times. But with that being said, you know, the traveling and with Rob being around, I'm getting to come home and, and uh, you know, airfare is really inexpensive right now. So... Take advantage of it. Yes. Uh, While we can. And get to come home and do your chores, cutting the grass and... You know, we have somebody cut the grass when I'm not home. and Now we do, after they, you let me. They do pretty good about it, but I, uh, you know, I don't mind cutting the grass when I'm home, but, man, I'm not feeling it this week for some reason. But maybe this will be the last time. Hopefully. Know. It's starting to get nice and cool outside. So, I want to talk about our review status because I'm excited. We are at 59 reviews. I wanted to quickly read one uh, that someone posted. Del Keenan 45 said, Awesome podcast. As a race fan, it's easy to think that running up and down the road with outlaws is a dream life. On the other hand, to hear about the everyday struggles with life on the road and trying to maintain a life at home, the few days you get to spend there is very entertaining. I'll get to see you guys racing live again next summer when you're at Houston's and Jackson. One more review closer to 100. Um, Dell, thank you so much. I appreciate it. If you want to send me an email, I'd be happy to send you a koozie. And speaking of koozies... The new Wayne, Wednesdays with Wayne koozies made it. So that's exciting. Awesome. And I wanted to shout out a friend of mine who made me a new Tumblr. It's Sanley Six Creations, and I will put a link in the show notes. But she made me a new wine Tumblr, and it's Wednesdays with Wayne 2C, Red and Sparkles. Be a good gift. Now's a good time to start buying Christmas presents. Oh, brother. So, I wanted to add that. Well, with that, you know, with what Dale said there about, uh, you know, life on the road and this, that, and the other, uh, I want to bring this up because there was a post that that we came across today or this week about on Facebook about (laughs) how come, uh, you know, I think Jason Sides, me, Craig, Craig, uh, Bill Rose, Bill Rose, you know, how come we were not competitive or whatever. But you. But, but what's competitive? How many tenths do we have to be off to be not competitive? Well, I'll tell you right now. Uh, You're competing against them. I don't it's know. It's definitely tougher than I thought it was going to be. Right. Uh, but it just it's just lit a fire that makes me want to push even harder and try harder. Uh, there's so many comments on there. And there's a lot of financial issues that guys have, this, that, and the other. And The finances definitely play a part for teams. However. But. I'll tell you right now, guys, I haven't forgot how to race or drive a race car. This racing's a little different than the local level. Uh, I've said this lots and lots of times that this is the major league of baseball, you know, and then local stuff's like minor league. Right. Uh, they're out there because of the baddest people in the, on the planet as far as sprint car racing. But with that being said... There was a lot of people making remarks and this, that, and the other. And I'm going to tell you, in a nutshell, it's called chemistry. It takes a team effort. Everyone has to work together. Everyone has to believe in each other to make it happen. And 
there's teams that have it they have to gel and it takes time you know it might take two years from some teams and this that and the other but just like with rob coming along helping me taking a load off me he pushes the guys to be their best he's pushing me to be better and uh i think that chemistry is going to come together and and produce some results yes so i just wanted to answer that question (laughs) i didn't want to go on Facebook or Twitter or anything and post anything like that. Oh, but, I think Paul Sides took good care of but that. But I wanted but to... Address it. Yeah, on, yeah. on the podcast. Well, since they called you out on it anyhow. I just so. want to go on there and put a link to the podcast and be like, hey, come listen. Anyhow, um, I agree with what you said on that. And I, I think, you know, you see the guys that are in victory lane. Those are teams that gel well together. I mean, they're they're each other's biggest cheerleaders. I mean, you don't ever see just the driver in victory lane like he did it all. It's such a group effort that it's just getting that chemistry together. Well, and for sure, you know, look at Pittman in the 83 car, you know, the chemistry, they won races together, don't get me wrong, but their chemistry was falling apart. And they, they, they were fighting it. and they were arguing in the group, you know, and this, that, and the other. And one, maybe the mechanic didn't believe in the driver or the driver didn't believe in the mechanic anymore or, or whatever, you know, there's that kind of stuff that goes on. Uh, and, you know, try to put three grown men or four grand grown men on the road living together. <laughs> no, uh, thank you. You know, it's, it's, that's not, rough. Yeah. It, that's why I come home because, uh, you know, it's I don't like lot. anyone well enough to live with them, uh, <gasps> 24 you. hours a day as a, well, as a male. How about that? Oh, okay. Yeah, true. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's just rough. everyone wants to eat. At different places, so one guy picks and the other guys are unhappy yeah. about it. It's just there's a lot that goes on, guys. I'm telling you. It's, well, somebody wants a nap and somebody wants to go wash the cars at two yeah, in the morning. Yeah. Like it's it's, it's, it's uh, give and take. Lots yeah, of lots and lots of give and take. Well, all right, that was well, a little tangent there. I have my end of the show notes that I will get into right now. You can always follow along with our adventures on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Wayne Johnson Racing. You can email us anytime at Wayne Johnson Racing at Yahoo.com. We have the text and voicemail line 405-362-0620. And remember you can call or text that line questions of the week, comments, thoughts, email us. We'll use those. I'm happy to send you guys some koozies, especially since new ones are here. And don't forget we're Working toward 100 reviews, and we have, what's my math here, 41 to go. So, I know you guys can do this for me. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. And that's what I have. Well, I've kind of stole a little something from the Jerry Springer show. What? Yeah, Final Thoughts. Oh, that's Jerry Springer? Yeah, you don't know that? (laughs) I think we had, I don't know that I know that, but okay. These are Wayne's you, final thoughts. You've never heard Jerry Springer's final thoughts? I don't really. I didn't watch Jerry Springer. Were you ever on it? <laughs> no. <laughs> but apparently you've been. <laughs> Go ahead, final thoughts. Well, I was, you know, thinking about uh, some stuff that went on at Eldora with Jacob Allen and his heat race. Uh, he pushed out, and there was some debate on the internet about this so this could be your question my polling question yeah okay. polling question uh people tend to like those he pushed out for the heat race mm-hmm. and and before they ever went green he was lining up and had to stop because of his seat belts come undone or loose or i'm not really sure what happened there but there's been a lot of debate on twitter 
should he have got his spot back? Should he got not got his spot back? So it was like a safety. He's pulled for over for safety yes. reasons, and, and they gave him a spot back. No, they did not. It was an all star rule that did not give him. The, That's the all stars rule. They don't yeah, get you out, pull off. The no outlaws give you your spot back. I mean, I can see not getting your spot if you're running second before the race with, even starts with five though? to go, and you want to caution. You just undo your seatbelts and stop. Right. You know that's kind of pretty sorry to do as a racer. I'm not right. saying I'm sure somebody would do it, but in my opinion, I've been in this in this, this situation. situation that you know we got ratchet belts now and and like I didn't get it clicked in very good and didn't know it, and then it pops and it pops and you loosen up a little bit and it at speed you know you run around there and. Uh, do you stop? Do you not stop? Because you don't really know if it come off or loose or what, you know? You really don't know. And some ignorant drivers like myself have run a whole race with a problem that probably should have stopped. It was a safety issue, you know? I'm going to assume that was in younger and, years. Yeah, it was. I mean, I'm not doing those. You know, there's been times, you know, back in the day, I can remember having a fuel leak and should have stopped, but, you know, running well with... And just like, I'm not stopping because I know I'm going to lose my spot. I would like to think with age, you don't think uh, like that anymore. But like with the seatbelt thing or, you know, uh, I don't know. There's just lots of safety issues that uh, can come up. That, you know, I, I just think that the race didn't start and he maybe come loose or it didn't click or I don't know what happened there but but he didn't get a spot back. I think he should have got a spot back they never even made a green flag lap and it was a safety issue coming out of the pits right. uh, so are we polling the people if caution it's due to yeah safety? I, mean, I, would, I would like should to know what I'd like to back? know what their okay. opinion would be on that because in my opinion uh I mean I don't know how they would ever I don't know how police, they police it yeah the honesty know, the integrity of it yeah you know right. but um, I'm sure if you're running second at the Knoxville Nationals and with five to go and the leaders are straight away ahead of you and you pop and your belts, pop your belts back to get a restart, uh, that's probably not very cool. But right. there's some guys that are... Well, other people have different ethical standards than some, so... But like I say, on a safety standard, as far as just like with Jacob's deal, before the race started, man, like I say, I've been on that side of the fence and done some stupid stuff and as a driver we're not very smart anyway so uh well i, I don't think they should be penalized for making sure they're being safe and you're going to have someone that bends the rules every so often but that's not for us to worry about right i mean that's just like with well, racing in think, general there's always i would people think that, bend the rules. that you know that we're all a family out there and we're pretty ethical i'd hope at times right so i would, I would hope that nobody would do it just to bring out a caution to stop the race or whatever. But you know, uh, somewhere down the line, somebody. I'm, you know, I don't think I think that far ahead in the right. car because I'm just pounding away as hard as I can go, and I don't think I could think if I, I don't think I would think if I undo the seatbelt, get a caution, maybe I'd get a shot here. You know, I don't think I would. I don't think I'd ever do that. I don't think that uh, I would even think that far ahead. But I'm sure there's guys that do. But uh, and then then they have to sleep at night. That's not your. I problem. think that more than anything would be. Uh, you got to draw a fine line somewhere, but I don't know where that line is. But with that situation with Jacob's uh, heat race before the before they ever went green, he stopped. Uh, that's definitely a safety issue. But then you know they're going to talk about well, 
like Pittman had a wicker bill, an yeah, extra wicker bill. Yeah, man. That uh, you know, that's a safety issue also, but... But that's an, by error, right? Right. I mean, well, I don't think you by error don't put your safety belts on. Right, right. Okay. I agree. So... so let's see what they got to say. Okay. With that pull, being said... Pull the people. Pull the people. There you go. Let's, uh, let's end this thing, and until next week, guys, keep listening. This has been the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. We thank you for joining us and ask you to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Until then... We'll see you at the tracks.